welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Hey guys, welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. Yay! It's Friday. How are you Is it Friday? It is Friday. Is uh, it? I hope as long so. As you don't mess it up again. I hope not. So we actually don't have one, but two freaky fauna today. What? It's actually more about the relationship. Hmm. So our first little freaky fauna is the narrow mouth frog. <laughs> okay. He's a micropolis type frog. What's that mean? Uh, they're just tiny. They're okay. little tiny, tiny frogs. They, oh, microp. You could micro. You, you could fit probably about four of them on your thumbnail. Oh, okay. So they're really the narrow mouth frog. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not exactly the superstars of the frog world, but they are really, really a, a specialized species. Do you want to hear what they do? They chirp. So there's over 570 species in this family group in Africa, Madagascar, America, and Asia. Oh, the Americas in Asia. I'm sorry. Uh, they actually have a fun symbiotic relationship. With who? Tarantulas. Oh, spiders and frogs? Some of the biggest species of tarantula in the world. Okay. Uh, And this relationship has developed in Peru, India, Sri Lanka, and some parts of South America. Well, that'd be Peru still, right? The other parts of South America, like the the Amazon rainforest, they kind of just (laughs) pop up around. Like Peru is a, a country where it's very common. You're right, right. So is Peru, what would you say, Sri Lanka? In India. In India. Okay, so kind of spread out across the world this has yep. happened? Yeah, pretty much when either of these two family groups occur. They're like friends. This this system pops up. Yeah. So this tiny, tiny little frog is often, you know, one five hundred the size of the spider or mm-hmm. even smaller. Okay. They're tiny little frogs and gigantic spiders. They develop a very close relationship, a very caring relationship. Do you want to guess the symbiotic relationship? I'm guessing the frogs ride on the spiders. What What do you think the What do you think the spider gets out of the relationship? Maybe the frog like cleans off any parasites that are on the spider. That's a good guess. Now, what do you think the frog gets out of it? Protection. That's a good guess. What if I told you you're half right? Okay, it's better than being half wrong. Mm-hmm. So you got the frog side of the arrangement, right? I like, did? Like, the, he's, he's getting protection from the spider. Oh, okay. Yeah, that part was easier. What's the spider getting out of it? Yeah, I don't... Maybe the maybe the frog... I don't know. Maybe the frog catches flies. No, it's too small. I don't know. Keep in mind, this frog is about a hundredth the size of most of the things the spider's hunting. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, it could even... So most of these frogs are so small, the spider could swallow it. And they have tiny little mouths. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they're not like, they're, they're just not big now. So these guys actually protect the spider's eggs. Ah. So all these little parasites and stuff, they get them and infect spider's eggs. These little tiny frogs are really good at eating. The spiders are, can't, can't catch them. So I was half right on that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, cool. And the stuff that kills the spider's eggs, the frog protects. And then, uh, and the frog side of it is they get a gigantic bodyguard that most things don't really want to mess with. Right. Yeah. So the crazy thing is, is this relationship has popped up with dozens of species across the whole planet. Hmm. Pretty much when either of these two family groups, true true tarantulas 
and uh, uh, small or narrow mouth frogs pop up. This this relationship always kind of happens. That's pretty neat. So there's between the dotted humming frog and the burrowing theropod tarantula, theropostis tarantula in Peru is probably the most famous one. That's when you see pictures of, and there'll be like four or five of these tiny, tiny little frogs under the spider the size of a dinner plate. Mm-hmm. And that's not the spider that pops up out of the ground and no. gets you. Okay. So it's just funny. Uh, like this, we said, the spider is easily capable of killing and eating the frogs of any size, especially these guys. But they put chemical cues to help recognize the frogs. Ah. So these frogs are, they pretty much complete their whole life cycle around the nest of these tarantulas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes young spiders have been observed to grab frogs before they metamorphosize fully. They examine them with their mouth parts and release them without being harmed. Uh-huh. So they, they keep putting the chemical pheromones on their body, on, on their frogs to mark them. Okay, so that's like, these are my frogs. Yeah. So in case they grab them by accident, yeah. they're like, oh, no, 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 put this back down. And they've been seen to actually, like, because spiders will just kind of instinctively grab. Right. And they'll they'll rip them. And these frogs just sit there and take it the whole time. They know they're not going to get eaten. The frog also benefits because it uh, it's a very small frog, and it's loved by snakes and other arthropods, like centipedes. Oh, our nemesis. Uh, well, I love centipedes. But the spider gains the benefit once again from protecting. Uh, ants are a really big deal for these spiders' eggs. Like uh, ants will kill them? Like they eat the eggs, they right. just take the whole. They'll take a whole nest in a couple minutes. Mm. So these little frogs are really good at eating ants. Ah. And the spider is really so big, it really can't deal with the ants effectively. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, that's kind of this boat, like this cross thing. Uh, you've seen there's pictures of like be four or five frogs in the back of this tarantula. And this tarantula just walking around its burrow, and, and its den, and, and with they're them. just chilling on the back. Mm-hmm. Like here's a young. Here's you can see a young tarantula in this picture I'm yeah. showing Jay. Is actually grabbing a pre-metamorphosized frog to take back to its den. You can't even hardly see the frog. And this is a baby tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> so this frog is just getting out of the water right now, and he's like, "Mine." I'm almost shocked that there's, you know, you said over 500 species of these micro frogs. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was a thing. You ever had a micro frog like as a pet? Yes. Really? So we had African reed frogs, huh. which are smaller than these guys. What? What'd you do with them? Uh, so people make. Like biotopes and stuff like microbiotopes. Okay. So you could put these little frogs in there, and they'll complete, like you'll have eight or nine generations of them a year. That's awesome. That's Wait, what we sold them for. I feed mean, them ants and stuff. Oh no, no, no. they're too. They're, those guys, the reed frogs, are too small for ants. <laughs> could you even see them? Wingless fruit flies is what they ate mostly, and I and uh, that's called uh, oh my gosh, springtails. What are they? The size of ants? No, they're like the size of a big fly, like a house fly. Okay. Okay, still, that's so tiny. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Any questions so far? Ah, uh-uh. I mean, what a relation, what a interspecial relationship. Dotted humming frogs have also developed this relationship with uh, actual burrowing spiders. So you're talking about your trap doors. Yeah, I like those guys. It, so it's popped up all over the place. Uh, it's just weird that it keeps popping up. It's it's. Who would have thought frogs and spiders? Right. Symbiotic relationships can be really odd. Yeah. But it's just odd. I mean, why I love this one so much is it's dozens of species of spiders and hundreds of species of frog. Yeah, they're all doing it. All together. doing it across the planet. Right, yeah. That's the amazing part, too. So they're actually reexamining some fossil evidence now. of Some things like we found, like the, the Jurassic Cuddle. Uh-huh. Did we talk about them on this show? Yep. So 
this is one of the things that point to it maybe being a symbiotic relationship, and they're not actually killing each other. Ah, or not is actually that, cuddling, like... No, that they may have been cut. Like, they may well, have yeah, been... Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. That there can be these predator-prey relationships that look like that from the outside. Right. But when you really examine them, the spider is quite protective of its clutch of frogs. It's almost like... Well, it's... I, it is almost like, but it's not, because they're both sharks. But, like, those... What are they, nurse sharks or lemon sharks that have the little sharks that swim under them that aren't even theirs? You know what I'm talking about? Or maybe it's not other sharks. Maybe it's just other fish. Remoras. That, is that it? Well, no, there's all kinds of sharks that swim with schools of fish. Right. And but Pilot fish. Pilot fish often hang out with uh, immature great white sharks to guide them to food sources. Ah, see? So pilot fish are kind of suck for other fish. Yeah. Because you see this little black and white striped fish pop up out of nowhere, uh-huh. look at you, and then take off. And what he's doing is he's going to get his great white shark buddy to lead him to you. Oh, <laughs> I, but there's a, a, but they're both fish. But. Yeah, no. So this is really crazy because it the vertebrate is like the pet in this group. Uh, there's been some videos of what even looks like that these frogs are being pet by these spiders. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what it is is reapplying the pheromones and oh, stuff like that. No, I like the thought of he just. But it looks like it, you like, know. Hey, bud, rubbing his head down. <laughs> So this relationship, biologists like to argue, if you haven't learned from this show, uh, if this communalism or if this is mutualism. Or if it's indentured servitude. That's more communalism. Oh, okay. Uh, But no, it's just communalism is, uh, it's a phenomenon where species strike up a relationship that benefits one, but really has no cost or benefit to the other. And then mutualism is both parties benefit. Well, this might be mutual, right? We're not really sure. Okay. It's odd. I think yeah. it's mutualism, personally. Cause but get... there, there's an argument to be made for communalism. Right, yeah. Like, uh, like yeah, because if frog wants to leave, the spider's like, okay, done. They don't really, I mean, the spider, the frog's not thinking that far ahead. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't, never put my own thoughts into a frog's head. These frogs are very simple creatures. <laughs> I mean, you've seen, like, they're like a little bigger than like our tadpoles. Yeah. That you see for toads and stuff in local ponds. Hmm. That frogs. is pretty freaky. No, so yeah. Well, I'd met our narrow mouthed frogs. No, so I just think it's a cool thing that keeps popping up because everybody sees these videos, these giant tarantulas even like carrying these little frogs around and they'll go steal them. That's, that's pretty funny. So the tarantula often builds its den near the frog's nesting ground as well. These little puddles and stuff that pop up in the rainforest. Yeah. So once they come out, it's like, come to me. Oh, no, they'll grab them. They just grab them. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what that picture of that spider, that young tarantula dragging that one back to its den. Yeah. That's what back. he was doing. You're going to live here now. Mm-hmm. Watch my eggs. And then some of the species will have like 14 or 15 of those little frogs in there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That kind of I almost makes me want to get a tarantula uh, and those frogs together. I don't I don't know if you could do this in, in captivity. In captivity? You don't think so? No. Because I know guess... Because don't really... I guess work as well because of the stressors of being in captivity. Right, and then there's no really danger of something Tranches eating their eggs. Tranches are very shy and yeah. stressed. They get stressed out very easily. So you'd almost have to have like a fake predator come in every now and then. Like, and then there's some talk that they even the tarantula may have started using them as lures too. Oh, to bring other food in, in for yeah. them. Makes sense. Imagine you be in this this centipede or this little bird, and you see these little frogs. And you're like, oh man, there's a lot of frogs in that little hole. Let's go get them. Let's go get them, and then you pop in. <laughs> there's a spider, a spider the size of a dinner plate, snatches you. Yeah, uh, it's that's what they say. If it's too good to be true, it must be. It, it runs through all of nature. It runs through all of nature. Well, that's pretty much been this one. 
So what's your what's your word of advice for this one? Oh, to end the show. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, winter's coming, and uh, remember to button up, wear an extra layer of clothing if you have to, if you get caught out there. You know, when it's coming, but enjoy this time of changing seasons and leaves falling off the tree. I witnessed one today on my drive here. Just watch the leaf, um, you know, pluck itself from the tree and fall to the ground, and it's just that time of season. Enjoy those leaves changing. Observe all the colors in nature. So there's this weird little gap of whether I enjoy. Like right now? I'm very hateful until the ice comes. Until the ice comes? Oh, yeah, ice ice fisherman. Uh, So I hate winter. Until we get to actual winter, so it's I hate cold, that cold. middle stuff. Yeah, this, this the slush. Sl- I was gonna say that slodge or slodge. Slush. I just went one way or the other. Right. Either yeah. stay warm enough where I don't need ice fishing or <laughs> freeze hard. Yeah. So I go ice fishing. Uh, we need another blizzard. I don't want to say that. I don't like snow. Come on. Ice. Well, all right. But it's like when it's right now when it's like forty-five degrees at night. And during the day, sometimes it hits 70, which feels like it's we're sweating. I, I, yeah, I know. You know, and you know, we think about two weeks ago, and we're like, it's 100 degrees, and you're like, oh, well, it's just 100 degrees. I know. I put a sweatshirt on today. I'm like, do I need this? I don't think it, I do. It's I, the contrast, I think, is what's really bad. Okay. Is that, you know, it's so cold in the evening that, like, when you go out to your car in the morning, yeah, it's super cold. And then by afternoon, it's raised. It actually raised 40 degrees. You're back in your shorts again. But it's... You know, it's not hot out, no, per yeah, se, but it's just means, raised yeah. 40 degrees. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I've been the Great and Powerful Mystery. And I've been Jay. We'll catch you next week with more Freaky Fun Friday, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fun Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.